0: Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Break the Cycle With me, your host, Joshua Smith Hope everyone's having a wonderful Tuesday It's Tuesday, it's almost Thanksgiving um, I'm stoked for Thanksgiving, even though I'm working 6 this week uh, Yeah, dude, I, it's fucked up I'm working Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all 12 I'm only off on Wednesday uh, I, I would be off on Thanksgiving on Thursday But the... Um, my counterpart. So there's only one other guy that works days, right? We just cover each other back yeah. and forth. And he wanted to go out of town to his mom's or something. And so I was like, oh, well, we're gonna do like a friendsgiving with some friends on a different day, anyway. So I was like, well, I'll just, I'll just work it for you because it's like it gives me an extra 20 hours on my paycheck. Of, it's a holiday of, spirit of all overtime because I, I automatically get eight hours paid anyways, for, for even if I was off. So I'm gonna get that eight hours plus an extra twelve hours on my paycheck. So it's twenty extra hours all over. True, time. I'll take it. You know what I mean? Why not? Why not put in a little extra time? We got, I got kids. Christmas is coming up. You know what I mean? I gotta, I gotta buy Christmas presents for a thousand children, and that's not easy, dude. It's not an easy thing.
1: You saw a pain. Most people would see a pain in the ass. You saw an opportunity. I saw an opportunity to help your family. Yes, because
0: I have so many damn kids. Uh, like, dude, Christmas just breaks me. Thankfully, we get a little bit of a Christmas bonus. A little bit. You know what I mean? But, man, Christmas breaks me every year. And the first year we got when we got our adopted kids, right? It was, it was like, I wanted to give him the world, you know? I wanted him, and I was like, now I have to try to keep up with that every year. <laughs> yeah, you set the bar. <laughs> I set the bar high, dude. Uh, we got a great show for you guys tonight. I'm stoked. Uh, before we get into it, of course, check out TopLobster.com, the man, the myth, the legend, my good friend and partner on Break the Cycle, where you can get this great Scott Horton in the Wars hoodie that you see me wearing tonight and make a great statement with, you, by the way. Uh, by using the term BTC at checkout for a 10% discount, or you can join the Patreon, subscribe star, become a member of our YouTube channel under all of our videos by hitting the join link, where you can get into a private Discord server and get up to 30% off of all of his new gear uh, up to two weeks before it goes to the general public. I think there's a couple days left on like his 10 newest designs, including the Gaytheon design, which is my favorite. If you guys aren't aware, uh, Raytheon actually sent a, de- a cease and desist letter to my good friend Top Lobster, um, to try to get him to shut down because he made a, a shirt, making fun of Raytheon so instead of getting rid of the shirt entirely he just changed it to Gaytheon and put the the uh the rainbow flag on it pretty cool shirt man I'm a fan uh yeah so definitely check it out uh and 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 help out uh my good friend Top Lopsa. now if you guys are subscribing to the show at like a five to ten dollar a month range and you're buying Top Lopsa's new gear you're actually saving money and supporting both people it's really cool man it's a good it's a good way to to get things done and support people in the movement that are doing cool things like ryan and aj and me and top lobster and all our good friends that, that come on the show so um and you know we do have the goal of uh flying guests out in the future uh and we have to build the support to get to that point um and it'll get us a lot bigger guests and uh and, and you guys will have a much better show so uh it's it's a good it's a good cause i promise you uh it won't all go to christmas presents And of course executive producer of the show Anthemplanning.com for all your emergency and crisis planning needs Check them out today, see what they can do for your business, home, or personal life They're doing a wonderful job That the government has historically sucked at Much cheaper and much more efficiently They help organizations solve unsolvable problems In the technology and HR arenas They serve their clients all over the country But in specific areas currently uh, Their team leads by example Anthem consultants have led their own organizations Through demanding periods of change Now they help clients succeed in the face of technology and personnel Challenges—they're just amazing people. Amy Lepore is one of my favorite people in the world. Uh, I'm happy to rep her uh, her brand here every single time we do the show. It's it's worth it. Um, don't tell them I'd probably do it for free because then I might have to do it for free. But I do love them to death, and I and I appreciate uh, them working with my show for as long as they have. They've been around damn near since the beginning, man. They're, they've been Top Lobster to pretty much since. Like like week five or something like that They've been around so Dang. Love them to death, great people good, good for you if you own a business Definitely check them out They're going to help you uh, do some great things with your business Save you a lot of headaches, save you a lot of money um, But we do have a great show for you guys tonight Before we get uh, into the guests and all that stuff Let's check in with my well-haired, uh, beautiful co-host Mr. Ryan Kurtzer, how are you doing tonight? I call you beautiful every time, dude Every time, buddy have you not heard me say that? Beautiful, well haired guest, uh, host. Yeah. Beautiful it messed, messed with you? It's kind of yeah. fucked with your tism a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> he is a beautiful man. Speaking of I gotta do my thing. Yeah, he's gotta bring. He, okay, if you could drop some uh, Yepcocks yep cox in the chat for our good friend the tist over here he needs uh he needs some help with some yep cox so if you could drop yep cox in the chat and of course
1: my other great amazing beautiful as well co-host mr aj fisher sir how are you doing tonight doing fantastic good Uh, good. a little bummed uh my tiktok uh got nuked over the weekend Um, you're not muted
2: you're not muted not over here at least Everybody in the chat can't hear Ryan Uh Uh oh That's not good Are you not plugged in over here You're plugged in over here Let me see what's going on HyperX what are you doing I just turned the monitor off That's all Sorry guys Test audio Yeah I'm not getting
0: any audio from you either I don't know what's going on here hold on let me see let me see
2: where where are you plugged in at? sorry guys give us a second i'll fix it i promise
0: yeah i don't know what happened we did we did lose your audio entirely though very strange i've never seen that happen before i don't know
2: Undia.
0: Yeah, this is really weird. I've never seen this happen before, guys. I'm so sorry. Of course, I boomer it tonight. Oh, it, somehow I changed your device on here. That's why. Here we go. <laughs> you should be good now. Give us some. Give us some talk. Okay. Can, there you go. can now, everybody hear me now? Now we can. Now we can hear Let's you. Let's get buddy. the official. Good yet, lord.
3: Now. Yeah. Now. now okay. We, okay. Now that now that everybody can hear me
0: uh give me some yep cocks in the chat i wonder i wonder if dave can hear you now probably not no no dude no of course not we we're still gonna have that problem uh it's just how it is Uh, guys we're back uh we got ryan back i'm excited uh sorry for the technical difficulties that sucks it's gonna be really funny on the audio portion of this though when people are like what the hell is going on this quiet part (laughs) here uh guys we have one of my favorite guests one of my favorite people in the world uh, he is the Region two representative of the Libertarian National Committee, which means he oversees great states like Alabama, uh Georgia, Tennessee, and Florida. He is a double author. That's like the double champ, right? Like that's like that's like when Connor McGregor was the double champ. He's a double author now. Champ champ. He's a, he's the people's champ. He is uh he is the uh the author of the Compact of the Republic came out quite some time ago, and a new book called Thomas Paine, A Life of Radicalism. He is my good friend. Mr.
4: Dave Binner, sir, how are you doing tonight? I'm great, man. Thanks for having me. I'm still cracking up over that cease and desist letter, actually. Dude, it was, it was pretty w- fun.
0: <laughs> one of the greatest things that I've ever happened. I mean, how? The, I don't think you could get better free marketing. I mean, if, if, if Raytheon would have just shut the fuck up, and not said anything right. he probably wouldn't have sold a million other shirts <laughs> but instead he got to he got to ride out on that you know yeah. what i mean like a fucking white knight with a horse and a sword and he's like yeah bitch i gotta cease and desist from raytheon and so instead of taking the shirt down we're just gonna call him gaytheon <laughs> and we're gonna put the shirt out and of, of course he sold him you know what i mean and why why wouldn't he but you can get that shirt for 30 percent off if you go into the discord right now i'm pretty sure there's still code
4: for that uh dave man how you been man Dude, I'm great. It's uh going pretty well, man. Going into holiday season, just excited to get the book out. And uh everything going on in the party and movement and everything's great.
0: So. Yeah, absolutely, dude. So so you got a new book out. Um if if for people who haven't before, you can always go back and watch my show with Dave before uh, where we talked about his first book and a bunch of other great stuff and the future of the Libertarian Party and why he's in the Libertarian Party and um and and you're also you've also written for Mises uh a
4: few times as well, too, right? Yeah, I've contributed to Mises Institute, Tenth Amendment Center, sometimes the Abbeyville Institute, Intellectual Takeout, a few others, Lou Rockwell. So I've contributed to libertarian think tanks for almost a decade now.
0: That's right. I, f- I forgot about also uh, the Tenth Amendment Center, which is way cooler. Hey, I love the Mises Institute, but... But the 10th Amendment, dude,
4: that's like. I can't pick between those two, man. Those are the two best libertarian bastions. That's like where
0: the good people go. You know what I mean? Like when you have Mike Mahari and Mike Bolden together at one place, you know that that place is just solid, dude. I mean. Now we're talking. Mike. First of all, Mike, I consider Mike Bolden, Michael Bolden, one of my very best friends in the world. And we've only hung out probably a handful, maybe 10 times ever. The guy is just incredible to be around. He pumps you. He literally gasses the homies like nobody else. Like He literally will <laughs> gas you up to make you feel like like you're walking on clouds. I don't know how the guy does it. He just smiles at you and then be like, man, Josh, I miss you. How you been? And you're just like, oh, dude, I just feel so good now. You know what I mean? So writing for him has got to feel pretty good. But why don't you tell us about the new book, man? What's it about? Why would you write it? Uh, what do you hope to, to accomplish with it?
4: Yeah, so it's a biography on Thomas Paine, but it really centers upon his most radical ideals and his most radical principles, uh, namely his opposition to monarchy, which was the regime of his time, don't get me wrong, Uh, his opposition to slavery and um, his uh, advocacy for separation of church and state to a very radical extent for his time so it goes through the entire course of his life his most prominent writings it has the most analysis that's ever been done on common sense the rights of man and the age of reason his three most popular works, and also gets into some really interesting personal things about pain. Like, for instance, he narrowly escaped an early death seven times in very interesting fashion. He almost had a knack for avoiding the specter of death. So um, it's just an exciting you know, research project that's finally hit its culmination, uh, four-plus years of effort in the making, really excited to have the blurb and endorsements of Tom Woods, Jeff Dice, Kevin Gutsman, Brian McClanahan. And some other people that I really respect. So
0: yeah, absolutely, man. And and uh, so would you would you say that Thomas Paine was kind of like our Rasputin? Is that he just couldn't die or what? (laughs)
4: In a way, yeah. I mean, there's there's crazy situations, you know, from his first voyage to America where he almost contracted, you know, a serious fever and died. He had to be bedridden several weeks afterward in Philadelphia under the care of um, Benjamin Franklin's personal doctor, to almost being executed in the French Revolution. He was also sentenced to death in absentia in England for seditious libel. It was considered completely illegal and against the common law to promote writings that called for the dissolution of the English monarchy, for instance. And then one of the most obscure is a rum-induced neighbor almost shot him to death through the back window of his home in 1805. So Jeez. all sorts of weird situations that he got out
0: of. He is our, he is our, our good old Rasputin yes
4: many times over
0: that's pretty crazy man and you and so you so you said listen i I do study history uh, as much as a man with six kids can get around to studying history okay <laughs> um and uh I know you know I know I like to think that I know quite a bit about the founding um i I like to really shove it in liberals faces especially when they start talking about nobody knows what they meant when they wrote the constitution that yeah. there's literally all kinds of papers that explain. <laughs> Uh, why they wrote things into the Constitution that they can read that will tell you directly from the mouths of the people who who did this stuff. But one of the the, the clapbacks I get <clears throat> quite frequently is, "Well, the founding fathers were were racist slave owners, especially if you bring up Thomas Jefferson or somebody like that." Um, now you're telling me that Thomas Paine was was anti-slavery and uh, and and wrote extensively about it, right? So so that's, that can't be totally true of all the
4: founders, right? Absolutely. And, you know, there were several ardent abolitionists in Payne's time, but it was pretty radical, like, almost the entire founding generation would have had moral qualms with slavery, but very few, you know, really had a concrete thought about, you know, what's the most feasible route to put placing on it. To on a path to extinction. But Paine was an ardent abolitionist from his first days in America. In fact, one of the first writings attributed to Paine was a pamphlet called African Slavery in America. Now there's some historical conjecture amongst scholars as to whether Paine actually penned this, but either way, he had the editorial discretion to have it published in the Pennsylvania magazine that he served as editor of. And it basically Denounced slavery in no uncertain terms for the first time in published history in North America, and called for an absolute end to the institution and an end to the foreign slave trade. And this this couldn't have been more radical back then. It would be like opposing democracy today, like we do. Was, it, um, was it,
0: who owned the who owned the ships, Dave? <laughs> I just kidding, buddy. Uh, no, I. It's just it it, it. it. I know it was like a radical abolition stance. I mean, that's you know back then, especially because. It was just the norm to have, you know, Ch- chattel slavery uh, on your plantation or whatever it was, you know, your farm. And um, so it is really crazy to hear that there's a, a founder that was like pro abolition from the very beginning um, it- and also or and also uh, anti democ or anti monarchy, which is is pretty wild uh to to hear about, especially in this this day and age where we're we're constantly, especially libertarians, we're constantly arguing. Well, what's better, democracy or monarchy? Right? It's like seems to be the the constant hot topic issue and hot button issue. Um, and 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 in some instances, I think that you know having a benevolent monarch would be better than letting you know these fucking retards vote. <laughs> Right. But, but, um, I mean, in, in those times, especially, I mean, these were really brutal, like, dictatorship monarchies, right? I mean, they, they, they conquered, they were imperialists, they killed people, they, they, they tortured you and, and, and executed you for speaking out against them. I mean, so, so what, I mean, you know, when you're reading about this stuff, I mean, and you hear someone talking about how like having a benevolent monarch would be better than democracy. I mean, does that? does that? How does that make you feel and, and think about, you know, the founding days of America?
4: Well, I'll, I'll take exception. I think in Payne's time, actually, divi- the divine right of kings was kind of a, a dead kind of theory in terms of English monarchy. Since the glorious revolution of 1688, the monarch had kind of been much more subdued um, since then. And actually you know, the monarch didn't practice that much authoritarian control over kind of the colonies compared to like, for instance, the president of the United States of the federal government does over us today. But still, you're right. I mean, prior to the Stuarts, especially in the 17th century of England, um, you know, absolute monarchy was the the way of the world. The monarch could, you know, unilaterally call for war. Um, it, they, they could make their own treaties, they could levy taxes. Um, the 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 king was essentially the word of god in so many ways and at one point was kind of the head of the english church so right. he was so interwoven into all the fabric of society and one thing just about the slavery earlier um and Payne's opposition to it i wanted to add to it is that in philadelphia the slave trade was rampant um Payne actually played a substantive role indirectly in influencing the 1780 manumission act of pennsylvania that set a date whereupon all slaves born after that date would be free. And that that was completely radical. And that influenced several other states to do the same during that course. And Payne throughout his life um, consistently erred on the side of abolition. Even when the French got into a scuffle with the Haitians in the Haitian Revolution, it was a successful slave uprising. Payne the Francophile actually cited with the slaves saying that this was a natural response to their bondage so just an added thing there too that's wild man i
0: first of all i don't understand why they don't have dave teaching real american history uh at at college level we need more people like dave who are willing to talk about that kind of stuff instead of you know i know dave wouldn't go out of his way to just paint america has always been the good guys (laughs) You know what I mean? Um but but also he'll tell you not when, in my life. Right. Well definitely not in either anybody living today's life. And um but there was a time where we were the good guys. You mm-hmm. know, and there were people in this country that ran the government that were the good guys. Right, Dave? I mean that's
4: there, there were small pockets of time in which that was true. I, I think, you know, Jefferson's first term john tyler's term in office maybe martin van Buren. there there, there have been few and far between but this last century is the worst by far oh it's been since the progressive era for all the reasons you talk about oh
0: yeah yeah i i and it's i get a lot of heat from that for that from libertarians when i talk about repealing the entire progressive era which is not it shouldn't be like a like a radical position in the libertarian movement to to when did the
3: progressive era start
0: the progressive. When did the progressive era start? Yeah, what's like the, the starting like line? the green like the green or the New Deal? I, new I know. Deal. I, I always want to call. Uh, it, Was it? Be, it was prior to before that. Before that, yeah, yeah. yeah a few it, decades before. Would it be
3: that. Hoover? That it would.
0: No, it wasn't Hoover.
3: It was before that. Maybe like uh, women's suffrage. Uh, Wilson <laughs> Woodrow Wilson. That's who I'm thinking of. Woodrow Wilson. Would that be? He's the one that got us into World War One. He was the first Ivy League. Was it? Um, World, was it? Was it? President. Was it
4: before or after Wood, Woodrow Wilson? Most people would put the start of the progressive era before Woodrow Wilson, yeah. but certainly Wilson was kind Ramped of like the zenith of the progressive era. So.
0: Yeah, and then the New Deal and and uh, mm-hmm. yeah. those jabronis really pumped it up. But I, I just talk, you know, people are like, oh, why would you repeal this? Would you repeal that? I'm like, yes. yeah, dude, I'd repeal the whole thing and then and then they start getting into the constitution with me and i'm like and then they realize that i i'm an anarchist at heart mm-hmm. you know what i mean and then they're like they're like oh well we're going to use all your sound bites against you and i'm like okay but that's not really what i am you know what i mean like I, i'm not against women voting i'm against everybody voting i think voting's terrible i think voting <laughs> you know what i mean but i am against women voting but also against everyone else too you know what i mean it's like it's like well do you think that black people shouldn't be allowed to vote well yeah i do believe that <laughs> right but i also oh, believe everybody. that i also believe that like you know frat bros
4: white frat bros from like ivy league school shouldn't be allowed to vote and like well and the women voting thing too is prior to the 19th amendment many states allowed full suffrage rights to females and which state would would prohibit it now i don't think any would so even if you repealed the 19th amendment it wouldn't have any wouldn't effect yeah
0: in la- well, I don't know. Maybe like Alabama, Mississippi, yeah. and
4: like- <laughs> I just I don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so.
0: There
3: might be a couple of states well, that are like, all right,
4: no, we're women, vote, we're fucking done. One of
3: my oh, favorite I, I arguments won't... is the is the people that think the only thing preventing slavery in America is the law, right? And it's like well, in kidnapping and assault were already illegal during the time of slavery. And what is slavery but kidnapping and assault? Right.
0: Well, and and I think that repealing that, you know, specifically that amendment too, it's it's funny because people are like, oh, would you repeal that amendment? I'm like, it literally wrote slavery into national law. I mean, that's what it really (laughs) did. You know what I mean? Because now you can be a slave if you commit a a crime as a punishment. It literally wrote it into the Constitution. And people don't realize that because, first of all, nobody reads the fucking Constitution. These people no. that these people that talk about the constitution on Twitter all the time, they don't read the fucking constitution. They only hear about the constitution from CNN or MSNBC <laughs> or whatever news channel they're watching when they're tearing about gun legislation. But um, they only had muskets, right? And it's like, okay, cool. Well, they only had a quill and fucking ink too. You know what I mean? So get off the internet, bitch. You know, mm-hmm. but oh, there was full auto guns, right? And so, so it's always those. Those are always the people that are arguing with me, and and it's hard to explain to them. Like, yo, it literally, you know, our prison industrial complex was written into the the Constitution because of that stupid fucking amendment, and then. You know, If I can get through to them and get them to actually read the amendment, a lot of times I'll be like, whoa, I had no idea. You know what I mean? But I had a libertarians attacking me on saying to repeal that amendment. Like, listen, listen, I know that I get a lot of shit online and I'm very brash mm. and I'm, I'm edgy and I say a lot of shit that gets people all pumped up and blood oh, really? and cur- you know. Provocative. But I, I, I got I to gotta, I gotta tell you guys a secret that you may not know about me. I'm not a, I'm not a racist, okay? Like, I'm super anti-racist. since when? I think it's fucking disgusting. I, I'm not a big fan of it. But here's the thing. <laughs> Um
1: my TikTok live would I get
0: cigarette. called it a lot for saying things like, you know, repeal this the, the the that specific amendment. They went nuts on me, dude. Yeah. Right? And I'm like, you're literally arguing for an amendment that has created the prison industrial complex and the most the most incarcerated country in mm-hmm. the world. Yeah. And you're calling me the the racist. Go look up the stats of who's in prison. Okay? You're the fucking racist. You're There's the one. There's two million
4: prisoners now, isn't there? Oh, dude, that's way more yeah, than. that. It's it. way more. Way more than that. Is it?
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> well, and, actually, incarcerated in the U.S., it's like two. That's the figure that's thrown around is like two point one yeah. million. Yeah, it's it's got to be a lot more it, be, either yeah. way.
3: What because I'm saying is like eighteen percent of the population well, imprisoned. Uh, that's the number I've heard thrown around, but yeah, I don't know a lot. if it's true. Has been is to it, prison. It's Maybe it's not currently oh, okay.
0: incarcerated, but has been to prison. Yeah,
3: okay. and. You know, we talk about the
0: we talk about the progressive era, but we can go much further into into history and we can talk about how the welfare state, the prison, the prison industrial complex, the the, the war on drugs has actually written into laws. Racism. OK, it's destroyed the nuclear family in the black community. Mm-hmm. Welfare. OK, purposely,
1: purposely. It was always done purposely. OK, absolutely.
0: To get people more dependent on the government. Now, I just Let's
1: incentivize so, you to not have a dad in the household. How do we do that? Right, we pay you. Well, and then,
0: and so I just watched. So I, you guys know another secret that you may not know about me is I'm super anti-communist. Okay, I don't know if you guys are aware. You've Dave never I don't know. I know it's it's a shocking thing. <laughs> Uh, but my oh my, my fiance, you know, I've 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 read like the Communist Manifesto and I've read Bakunin and Proudhon and oh, like
4: I love Bakunin Yeah, Bakunin's
0: great and, and so was more Murray Bookchin too. I mean, if you want to talk about like anarcho-communists and 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 uh mutualist like philosophers, I think there was some really great ideas, especially in mutualism. I think Proudhon mm-hmm. was a very smart man. I think that mutual aid is a great idea. If we had more mutual aid in the United States. I think we can convince the leftists to stop voting for fucking more government. Okay, I really do. I believe that. But yeah. I've read all these authors, right? Like I've read these. I've read these people. I, I because I, there was a long time, is, especially around like 2014, 2015, 2016, where I was constantly arguing with communists all the fucking time, and I, I knew like I was not going to be able to present an argument that would make any sense to anybody around me if I didn't understand their ideology. Right. And so I had to go and sit down and read the shit. And so I was already like really beefed up on this anti-communist thing because I think it's bad. I think it's led to millions and millions of deaths around the world. I think that it's always hidden in some other agenda to try and push this communist. um, You know, it's it's cultural Marxism and and you can say whatever the fuck you want. They literally talked about that at the Frankfurt School uh the Fabian Society literally talked about- ca- cultural Marxism and how they had to get themselves into these cultural positions to push a communist agenda okay but then last night, I watched a movie and it was really fucking cheesy it 's a documentary called Agenda: the Grinding Down of america i don 't know if you've ever seen it uh, It was made by um a uh, state rep from idaho <laughs> uh and it was cheesy, but man, they were talking about all this stuff, and it like brought it brought back these feelings where it's like Yo, everything that we're watching right now, we've been warned about. Everything that we're watching in America right now today, we've been warned about for fucking decades, dude. But whether it was Yuri Besmanov or you know people defecting from the Fabian Society or people defecting from, from all these outlets that were literally created to infest our culture with communism, we've been warned this is what's happening. And and if you bring it up, people are still, like, going to call you a racist and say all these bad things about you. But you have to fucking be able to put your head down and fight through that because we need to wake people up.
1: You know what I mean? We have to wake people up. What's, what uh, was the appeal? When you were arguing with communists, what was the appeal? What, what did communism appeal to in people that, uh, that adopted that ideology? Well, what did you Well, discover? listen,
0: Lenin, Lenin said it very specifically, okay? There's communists that are evil, okay? And then there's the useful idiots, and he said the useful idiots are just as important as the smart people because they're the ones that they're preying on at the end of the day right they're the ones that are like hey this ideology is about love and equality and acceptance and and so when that ideology was brought here it was i'm telling you it was wrapped in these really great sentiments dude i mean equality sounds great i you know when when i talk about um uh when i talk about how equality is like a, a or the myth of equality or egalitarianism being a revolt against nature you know as uh as uh murray once said rothbard um i i it doesn't feel good to say those things right but i just know that that's how it is i know that's how things are um it's not because i want them to be that way yes i would love to cure you know poverty and and world hunger and I, yeah dude I have a big heart I you know I, I take in kids that aren't mine and I want people to be loved and and I think that's all really good shit so of right. course you know even for me as a young kid hearing these policies that are like oh yeah we're gonna make everyone equal everyone's gonna have all their food you're not gonna have to worry about food scarcity anymore all the shit it's it was really appealing right you know and until you be, get into the real world and understand that life cannot work that way that you have to go out and get what you want especially in a uh, in a uh, a government that's the style of the American government Today where they're constantly trying to look for Ways to take more from you You have to be able to Understand that that, that, that love And compassion is really good and you can have it In your community but outside of that you Got to worry about your own family man You know what I mean and so communism doesn't work It's, it's a I failure I think
1: it appeals to obedient people
0: well, all all government ideologies appeal yeah. to obedient people at the end but, I mean, of the day. It, it, if you're it an,
1: if, their love for another human being. If you're
0: not an obedient person, you're you're going to eventually become an anarchist. Right? I mean, at some point, you're going to be like, wait a minute, what the fuck do I need this government for? What are they doing for <sighs> yeah.
1: me? Or maybe not disobedient, but independent. Right.
4: Independent on your own.
0: Dave, what is the government doing for us?
4: <laughs> <laughs> fleecing, yeah. of, fleecing us of half our wealth, executing endless wars overseas, you know, destroying the currency, setting up a surveillance apparatus, you know, destroying our posterity through debt. What is it not doing that's, you know, to our detriment?
0: It's it's fucking horrendous, dude. I don't know how anybody, I just don't understand. It's got to be like super obedient people or something. Because I don't understand how anybody can look at the U.S. government today and think to themselves, yes, we need more of this. And I used to say it on the show in the beginning of the show all the time. Right now or as soon as the show's over, go and anything.gov online, okay? (laughs) Anything, IRS, uh, education, whatever it is, go to it and try to set a goal to get to something that's going to give you any kind of real information on what you need to do to do whatever it is that you need to do with that, that website. And then come back and tell me if you think the people that made that website are the people that you need to run your daily life. Because they're fucking horrible. They're horrible. You, I listen. I, I don't know if you. I might have talked about this on the show, but recently the IRS for my taxes last year kicked me back my taxes and said, "Sorry, we've declined all of your dependents." Okay, I claim eight, including myself, eight, right? And it's very clear that everyone in my home is my dependent, and I'm the head of household, right? You guys mm-hmm. have been here. I'm, I'm financially responsible for, for all of us. But somehow they've decided that those aren't my dependents and they want all this information from me to prove that they're my dependents. So it took, I sat here for six hours one day on my computer, typing up this letter, trying to get them all the documents that they needed. And then I go on the website where they're like, oh, you can do this, this online submission, right? And you can submit them as, as, as documents and and this and that. And every time I go to submit a document, it kicks me out of the system. Every and I've spent all day working on this shit. Oh my god, it kicks me out of the system! Kicks me out of the system. Finally, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna upload all this shit to my phone. I'm gonna sit on my couch, watch TV, and try and do it for my phone. It took 20 minutes for each individual picture to download onto that system. I fell asleep in the middle of it and woke up, and it kicked me back out of the system again.
1: Well, this is remember Obamacare, remember Obama's uh website, right it was like 300 million dollars or some shit and it didn't work it crashed like it's a boondoggle every time they spend tax dollars to do something it's a boondoggle right
0: are those the people that it's you almost want like to... it's on purpose like, are those I, the people individually
3: that you want... give me the same amount of time and i could develop a, a better website
1: are these the people that you want no, to run no, private, your private industry private sector it's done <laughs> yeah. in 24 hours it's cheap efficient here you go here's your options
3: uh, that that 10. scale of website wouldn't be twenty four hours it would be nine months and a whole team of oh, people no, that's but what the government took, the government took nine months it was nine yeah, it was months.
0: nine months for the government, yeah, and they had endless <laughs> money and endless uh endless people
3: I <laughs> 300
1: yeah. it was like thirty but, million I think it was thirty million dollars for a website
3: bro they holy cow, you're gonna have a yeah like i I could get a team of three or four people together and do it for. I don't know. Yeah, correct. What two hundred thousand? Yeah, I don't know. Well, unfortunately, it was crazy. a guy that sent
1: pallets
4: of money to our enemies and just landed and said, "Here, Dave, you
3: know.
0: you're a you're a big Bitcoin guy."
4: <laughs> I'm a pretty big Bitcoin guy. I'm not a, a you know a total total Bitcoin lackey, but I'm a definite believer. Man, I've gotten a lot more into it over the last year. I'll tell you that.
0: You got any, you got any thoughts about uh, fat fat crypto bro FTX
4: and and <laughs> that shit? I- I mean, I, I just tweeted today on the national account. If you think that was a scam, wait until you find out about the IRS. <laughs> <laughs> no shit,
0: that's yeah. a good. That is a good yeah. tweet, dude. I didn't. Even I think, think about I it. saw
4: that actually. Probably. I think I might have
0: seen that's that. That's a movie. good tweet. I didn't even yeah. think about that. That's true. I mean, they they, they don't a hold taxes. a
4: fucking candle to the scam that the, the IRS is <laughs> yeah. running on us. And don't get me wrong. I mean, that's a that's what you know Savadin Amus calls a shit coin. It was totally administered for the sole purpose of fleecing people of their money. It's right. not a decentralized currency with no administrators that's saleable over space and time, scalable and based on a finite supply like Bitcoin is all the attractive qualities that we love about it. Right.
3: Okay. What's up, Ryan? Do we think the FTX sex tape is real? Yes. I don't what? think it is at this point.
1: He yep. has a sex tape with the two. I don't. I think, I, they, I think the the
0: the word on the street is is that there's a sex tape of the house.
3: Oh dear. I God. don't think it's real. How much do you have to pay to not see it? <laughs> you, well, the other day I was lo- I heard a bunch about this, and I was like, I want to see if this is real. I couldn't find it anywhere. And
0: the one picture to the last... that yeah, was... Ryan, that's a two. No, that's Ryan, on Ryan on the last show. episode, on the last yeah. episode, he said she was a five. You said five. Yeah,
3: she said he was a okay, sl- was five. Okay, the most common picture of her is like a three probably.
1: Ryan, uh, but, Ryan, but there the are other pictures that, where
3: she's a five, where she doesn't have super bag, like, baggy eyes and whatnot. The day
1: after you said that, on it was Anthony Cumia's show, they talked about the exactly the same thing. And... So yeah, one of their producers <laughs> said she was a seven,
3: and they Jesus. argued. They all said she's she was got a like two. that quiet, that cute word. nerdiness about her that, <laughs> like from from a distance view. You... you guys are making me use the Lord's but... name in vain right
0: now, and I was baptized on Sunday. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. You know, yeah, I, for you guys that don't know, I, I, I professed my love for Jesus this weekend, and with my son, That yes. so was pretty. That was a hell of a post. Yeah, it was nice, dude. I really I really enjoyed it. No, I really enjoyed it. It felt good. I felt I felt like uh, you know, like I, when I came out of the 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 tub that I was like, you know, all right, it's a new start. It's a new lease on life. Yeah. I can I can change things about myself and and try to be more righteous. So, I enjoy that. I think it's a good. I think it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love my church too because my church I I don't go to an orthodox church yet um because i don't think my kids will like our orthodox church very much <laughs> um so i go to like a really hardcore uh it's they're you know they're kind of border on evangelism but they're they're definitely like more about like the old traditions there i want to so, come visit yeah it's a cool church dude but it is a mega it's a big one
4: dave you're pretty religious right absolutely man i'm a christian uh 10 local church of christ uh i am very involved in kind of you know many of the the duties sometimes i lead the communion and prayers and stuff like that so absolutely man it's a big part of my life nice
0: dude and it's got to be it's got to be uh it's got to be rough some like you got to be pretty um true to your principles to to write about and be in support of separation of church and
4: state when you're um you know your your first duty is to your god right Yeah, interestingly enough, I don't necessarily think so because I think that God made the mind free, and what people like Jefferson and Madison and Payne said about it is by having church and state so intertwined was essentially placing man's mind in bondage, like a slave-like state where you know people couldn't even become you know a civil officer unless they swore an oath to a particular denomination. And what kind of if if God is true, why would He need that kind of you know command on earth it just doesn't it kind of contravene natural law in their minds sure it's I, this is a really interesting topic i've really been getting into like theology a lot more but
0: in fact uh julia and i last night had a probably like an hour long like almost heated argument about it last night it was, but it was like it, it, we weren't really mad at each other. But it was like it got it got really like passionate. passionate you know passionate. what I mean? Because uh, we were we were talking, to, we were watching the show about communism, and then we got into like the death of Christ. And I was like, oh you know who killed Jesus, right? <laughs> and like we got into this conversation because she like listens to this rabbi uh, that she really likes, but he's a messianic rabbi. Yeah. And I was like, that's not not real not real Judaism. You know what I mean? Because right. they worship Jesus, and right. real Ju- real Jews don't. I mean they no. don't support they don't It they sounds literally... like
3: Christianity with extra steps. Yeah, it's that's why I told her I said I said he's a
0: Protestant who wears a yarmulke Like that's what he is. You know what I mean? Yeah. I <laughs> math. <laughs> yeah. And and uh so we've been having some really cool and I've been really getting into like the history of theology and and really the history of the Bible uh for the first time. I've read the Bible several times, if you can believe that. Um, uh, but I never like studied it and I never studied the history behind like these events and now i've been getting into it i'm like i'm like actually like learning the names of different people you know what i mean like and and like the names of like set like jewish sex and um like like the you know all these because they were really like different sex s-e-c-t but yes yes i was i
3: was going to i was was going to spell it out you're like a
0: 14 year old kid (laughs) who just had sex for the first time we know we know what you were gonna do (laughs) <laughs> My buddy oh, here It's is, been uh, like four months It's been like four months He He's uh, Our buddy Ryan here uh, Was a virgin Until he got married uh, for, A couple months ago mm-hmm. um, And so he's our good He's our good Our good dude In the in the, in the the crowd and a bunch of Really bad centers For sure And then AJ Doesn't believe in God So he's a
1: We're like yin and yang It's yeah, perfect Yeah it is really good And I'm like yeah.
0: Somewhere in the middle now yeah. But I wasn't I was big time center <laughs> Big time dude I had a lot Had a lot <laughs> of fun <laughs> You know what I mean uh, and and uh, but now I've decided to give my life to to Jesus. And studying. It's been cool, man. I, like you like how you're into the the history of America and, and American history. It's been really great for me to read like um you know, uh, BC and 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 then you know the the death of Jesus and and the stuff that happens afterwards. I mean, it's been really interesting to actually like look that stuff up as opposed to just reading in the Bible, but like actually googling things and like. Learning is like about the Pharisees and, and how
1: much, how much history are you getting into as far as like, um, uh, you know, biblical history versus, uh, written history. Like, are you, have you heard about like the Graham Hancock stuff?
0: Sure. You're, so you're talking, you're talking about the, the difference of like me reading history outside of the Bible or,
1: yeah, I mean like you know? how much in the, how much in the Bible do you take, uh, literally as a literal story versus, uh, allegory. I mean, I, I, you know, as as a Christian, I take the Bible pretty literally,
0: okay. and and that was another one of the one of the conversations that we had last night. Was my my fiance's like, well, you have to take things into context, you know, and I was like, no, I don't. Right. <laughs> She's right. like, yeah, you do. I was like, no, I don't. I can claim that I'm a sinner and not follow every word of, of the Bible, but I I could still take the Bible literally. Yeah. You know what I mean? Of course, I'm not gonna go stones my fiance if she looks at another man, right? But gonna, of
1: course, no, of course. Some of that. the context of the get...
3: Bible is fascinating because, like. The flood. Well, what was the whole world at that time? That was two civilizations of about a thousand people. And, and when was that flood? The, when was the, it? The eighth generation of humanity. That's when it was. Okay. Yeah. Was it twelve thousand five hundred years ago? No, I don't know. But there is like evidence of a huge, yeah, huge flood that's somewhere in the Middle
1: East. That's that's where I just get off because I, I wonder sometimes, like is the mess is are you losing the message sometimes to other christians this is me as Mm non-christian person saying right so uh are you losing people when you take it literally rather than saying hey listen to the story here's the meaning of this story this is how you can apply it to your life it doesn't necessarily have to be factually correct
3: the way it's written are you losing people with that message and that's that's where I see a lot of people. Like with the flood, it's like, oh, you couldn't flood the whole world. Well, when the whole world is, you know, two small towns a couple miles apart from each other, you could. But also, you could
0: flood. But them. also, Ryan, we also need to take into account that the same people that say you can't flood the entire world are telling us that the polar ice caps are going
1: to melt and flood the whole world.
0: <laughs> yeah, there was a flood. I mean,
1: the, the story of Gilgamesh and every society that's that we've ever had recorded
4: history. They have talked about a flood
0: how do you, dave how do you so, how do you, do you get into this history at all or, is, or do you oh
4: yeah you i mean see? i have opinions on all this interestingly enough though my subject was a devout deist he basically rejected all institutionalized christianity or religion itself he claimed that there is a single creator but it was a clockmaker creator that simply created the world and left it to develop you know on its own um, Paine did not believe in any of the miraculous elements of Christianity, any of the prophecies. He thought uh, you know, some of the things were written out of hallucinations in the Bible. Um, he basically thought that the way that we can discern the Creator's existence is through logic and through nature. Um, so very interesting politi- or religious beliefs that made him a total pariah. I don't agree with basically any of that. Sure. But uh, Payne was an interesting guy in that regard. The Age of Reason, Part 1 and Part 2, made him a total outcast in many circles, especially in the U.S. when it was going through a second Great Awakening, like one of the biggest bursts of Protestantism.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, I mean... Did but... Payne ever do psychedelics? Did you ever find evidence of
4: Payne doing psychedelics? <laughs> I don't think so. He was fond of Brandy at times, but uh, I think that many of the historians think that he was more dr- of a drunkard than he really was because of it, it was a lot of his adversaries saying stuff. But I, there's no recorded history that, you know, th- I don't think the prevalence of psychedelics was such that, you know, it would be like today anyway. Those guys you know,
0: back then were all cool. drunks, dude. All of them. Yeah. They all were. (laughs) It's funny when I went and visited Philadelphia and we went and saw the, what's the name of the building where they actually signed the declaration?
4: Independence hall. Yeah.
0: Independence hall. We went, we went in and, and checked it out and I was in my head. I'm thinking, dude, this was literally, there was like, it was like me and you and like, like four other dudes, five other dudes and then like a group of other dudes and they were all hammered and they're like yeah, fuck the monarchy. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna we're gonna this is going to be our independent like freedom state. We're gonna sign this
1: shit and this is what's going to say like I bet I bet those dudes were just having a, you know, having a Well, good they time. never saw the success. No, they did, right? No. Like a lot of them were tortured and killed and their families were fucked up and like the founding fathers did not have a that was not a happy story for
4: them was it many of the signers certainly fell on hard yeah. times or captured by the british had their entire wealth and livelihood and property seized stuff like that for sure
1: yeah not of all of them obviously
4: seen. i mean jefferson and <laughs> some people remained, you know very integral to how history played out since then but you're right so so uh Payne was uh uh, uh anti-federalist right Well, it's interesting you ask that. So Payne kind of went through a transformation during part of his life. So he wasn't in the United States when um, ratification was a hot button issue. He had already gone to Europe at that point, but he tended to agree with the Federalists at that time on many major things and was very close friends with George Washington at that time. But as, as things happened, he started to believe that the Federalists had completely betrayed the constitutional system and the Americans, especially through the Jay Treaty, which he really thought was a slap in the face of the Frenchmen, he thought should be due repayment because of their assistance that they gave to the Americans during the Revolution. And he said, "Hey, this is a fledgling Republican country. Why can't we be in, the, in an alliance with the U.S.?" Well, uh, Washington, Hamilton, Jay, and the Federalists wanted to kind of link the U.S. more closely to Britain, and that uh, that was not to pain satisfaction he also decried the alien and sedition acts which basically criminalized you know criticism toward government in a sick way even like 11 years after the constitution was uh, ratified so
0: well yeah because you could be you could be uh put to death for sedition
4: uh not in the u.s it- you were either fined up to fifty thousand dollars or placed in jail for two years as a maximum penalty but that amount of money was a is about like sixty five thousand now or something like that um, but under a British common law, you could absolutely be put to death for sedition. It's just so wild. Wait, did you say Wait, fifty thousand? Yeah, but of that that money in seventeen ninety eight, now it's worth it's like seventy
3: thousand now. Oh, okay, I got it because be, of inflation Only be the seventy Reserve, thousand. It'd be like seven million or something like that. No, no, no he's no.
1: saying he's saying at the time they translated it, so it wasn't fifty thousand dollars in their time. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, he was already he Correct. was already translating yeah, it, it.
4: Okay. It, it was I'm like, sorry. It was yeah, like 650. It was 650. like a few thousand or something, and okay. now it's... it becomes like 70,000 yeah, yeah, 50, yeah. I said 50 50 originally sorry to confuse yeah 50,000 50,000 50, back
0: then would be about 7 million now <laughs> yeah. yeah no shit that's like yeah. that's like yeah. I'm retired and and fuck mm-hmm. all this political stuff I'm out of here you know what I mean like that's legitimately that's like uh when when Maj Ture was talking about how uh when the libertarian party starts to come to prominence and some of us start becoming like like bigger actors and 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 uh he said he said some of you will take the bag and and it's I can't remember who it was somebody's like somebody's like yeah I'd probably take the bag and I wouldn't t- and I wouldn't I tell know. anybody either but there'd be hints you know and, and, and dude that's that, that's the kind of money where it's like all of a sudden you see me rolling around in like a like an Audi R8 and people yeah. are like all right motherfucker where'd you
4: get this money at you know what I mean like
1: we're gonna go to once a month for the shows guys yeah
4: we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and go down to once a month for the show I hope everyone's having that's it when you'll prefer a Janet Yellen cocktail reception over a lecture by Ron Paul yes and that's
0: and man that was. <laughs> You can't tell me that the, the. I love
4: that line, dude. I love that was that, that was
0: well that was Lou Rockwell and and yeah. Lou, Lou gave a speech on the regime libertarians that was just scathing, dude. And it was one of my <laughs> it is one of my very favorite speeches. If you have not heard the Lou Rockwell speech on regime libertarians, dude, oh my god, dude. I don't think that, I don't know that there's a better scathing review of what I like to call linos, right? Like libertarian in name only. I don't think there's a better review, like a scathing review of them. Do you? Do you, Dave?
4: No, I mean, I, I love that speech too. I mean, you see that play out. I try not to get too too far into it as far as like creating schisms with other libertarians, but you certainly see people that would rather bump elbows with the regime rather than try to topple it, which we should be doing.
0: Yeah, we on this show, we like to say that um, they're trying to get invited to D.C. piss orgies. Is what they're trying to do. Uh, of course, I'm a little edgier yeah. than most people, yeah. but but that's what it is. They want to go. Yeah. They want to go hang out at the DC piss orgies. They wanted they they wanted that ticket on the Lolita Express to Epstein Island, and they, that's yeah. That's, they would pre- pre- would prefer that than than having uh you know dinner with Michael Malice and talking about abolishing the federal government, dude, which is just blows my mind. Blows my mind. <laughs> And then they I call us the not real libertarians right like they're the one and then they're like <laughs> oh you guys aren't real libertarians it's like dude you're trying to go to a dc piss orgy and i'm trying to abolish the irs and the federal reserve <laughs> dude who do you think is more libertarian in this scenario truly <laughs> truly like you're oh oh, oh no. you like you want open borders okay well that's cool i i don't mind open borders either but you know i think that uh we should probably abolish the federal reserve and uh, get rid of the IRS And hell, man, at some point we can just tear up the Constitution And we don't have to worry about federal government anymore, right? And they're like, oh, whoa, 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 buddy You went a little too far there You took it a little too far there And I'm like, oh, and I'm not the real libertarian You're the one that's like, oh, let's take a little nick here And a little nick here I only want to
1: open borders if I can go to Bohemian Grove <laughs> yeah <laughs> let's
4: all fly out to martha's vineyard i'm going to, oh, nice. hey listen i'm going to bohemian grove to kill moloch what there's a human sacrifice going on guys that. it's not good it's all orchestrated
3: it's by the clockwork elves <laughs> yeah, Here comes hillary clinton yeah, and the on. demons oh you
0: do pretty good aj that's pretty good <laughs> yeah i like that um that was that was really nice dude uh yeah i i uh I saw I saw a post the other day that was really funny that I probably shouldn't bring up on the show, but it was uh, it was um, uh, what's his name the the I'm coming in real life. What's his name? I always forget. It. Sam. Oh, it's uh, Sam Hyde Yeah, Sam Hyde the candy man. And it's the picture. It's the picture of Sam af- when he's given the interview after the boxing <laughs> match. It's like Moloch. I'm coming to Tel Aviv to, to your temple to kill you. I was just I was dying, dude. Was the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. Um, and, and, and I know that's like anti-Semitism to a lot of people because they can't handle memes that are funny, but um, uh, it's a joke. Dave, why did you guys a post a, a anti-Semitic meme to the Libertarian National Party social media?
4: <laughs> well, we didn't. I mean, I <laughs> I don't want to get too far into it, but I kind of see both sides of the debate that transpired after, like, sure. So it, it was one of those things that you know it split a lot of people, and I know it's contentious, but I I don't know. I don't want to get too far into it.
0: But, yeah i honestly didn't even know that it was like anti-semitic wait, are you talking about the ftx meme i mean obviously
4: yeah. we we didn't oh either <laughs> yeah obviously Well, I took a- um and i and i don't i still don't i don't concede that it was anti-semitic like i don't oh. think anything about that meme shows that like jews are inferior or anything like that especially okay i'm married to a jewish woman reed is jewish his family is and dave smith who's on the committee too is jewish i just it's it behooves us to say it's just utterly dishonest to say that we are intentionally posting anti-semitic but then it's, stuff. it's funny
0: because if you, you say that stuff like i tell people all the time my dad's side of the family is israeli right they're jews they're like by heritage and ethnicity in in terms of how people put it because i don't think that's how that works i think it's a religion and and yeah, if you don't yeah. subscribe to the religion you shouldn't be calling yourself jewish but but uh I, yeah, tell them, right. I tell them that, and they're like, so Jews can be anti-Semitic, too. And I'm like, that's also true, because they definitely hate the Palestinians, and Palestinians are Semitic people. But they also don't believe yeah. that anti-Semitism has anything to do with Aramaic-speaking people what? or Arab-speaking people, even though the definition of Semitic is literally uh, Ar- Aramaic. But and, remember, and... these
3: are the same people that think black people Ugh. can't.
0: Right. They're also the same people that oh, tell Jesus. me that I'm, I'm, I'm Jewish because I have Jewish heritage, but that I'm not Jewish because I, I don't practice... The Jewish faith, which we is like to call memory. that double thing. Yeah, it's double thing. It's double speak, is what it is. Sure. Uh, but yeah, I just I didn't I didn't see it either. I I mean I I could see the comparison to the meme that's like people. Okay, think the is clincher was the hands were traced. Yes, on, the hands were dude. traced over a merchant. Uh, Come a happy, on, uh, what they dude. called the happy merchant meme or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. at some point, listen. At some point, the happy merchant meme was made to character of. Uh, greedy Jewish people yeah it's a joke but it did come out in a it's in a, a national joke. socialist uh, sure. comic like so mm. I understand why people I hadn't that.
4: seen it prior to that day so a right. lot of this kind of was new info it was over your head it was over your head yeah
0: and it was over most I, people's head if they I hadn't brought it up either. If they hadn't have brought it up, no one would have ne- even fucking known. But I don't think
4: to. most people... I mean, that was one of the, the most well-performing tweets we had ever made. I don't think the vast majority of people had any clue. It was people very familiar with you know this niche anti-Semitic meme. You know many of our haters believe it or not well, are yeah, very they, familiar they spend with their, this They stuff, spend their entire
0: right. life, mm-hmm. uh, you know, accusing people of racism and anti-Semitic. It's like the the Nietzsche meme or uh, Nietzsche saying, right? Like, uh, be careful when you stare into the the abyss because at some point the abyss will stare back. Mm. That's I, I called John Hudak from the Fakersarians out on that three years ago. I saw what it was. I saw the writing on the wall and the way they were trending because you know I helped found Fake I was one of the first <laughs> people that, that had something to do with creating the Fake Okay, I was on their I little board. Didn't know that. Yeah, I was on their little board, and this was years. I mean, this is, we're talking to 2016, dude. Okay, that's how yeah. long it's been around, and it was supposed to basically be a troll page to troll Liberty Hangout. Okay, if you oh, guys remember okay, Liberty okay. Hangout, okay. and that was funny <laughs> to me. And like I liked T.J. Roberts, he's my friend still. I, I appreciate him, you know, even though he's Republican and people don't agree with him, and I even like, you know, I I like Justin. I think Justin's hilarious. I even I even like Caitlin Bennett. We used to have personal conversations. Like I don't have any problems with them as people out. You know, maybe we have policy disagreements. So that's fine. Sure. But it was funny to kind of go back and forth with Liberty Hangout and have this troll war, right? That's what it was supposed to be about. But then they started attacking people like Eric July and Tom Woods and and uh who else uh, Larry Sharp they put out a meme talking shit about Larry Sharp and I was like I'm out I'm fucking out of here these are these are good people that you're attacking and it's not about a troll war anymore you guys are getting mean and shit and I saw the writing on the wall and then it just got worse and worse and worse and then they started coming after me and shit and I'm like and and I told John I said dude be careful about staring into the abyss you know this is the famous Nietzsche quote because at some point the abyss is going to yes. stare back you're going to become what you hate dude and you have become what you hate that's literally what they have become. They become what they hate. They are the people that they were going after in the beginning. Right? And it's like, it's like, dude, I don't know, I don't know how else to put it to you. Like, not every single thing that you disagree with is anti-Semitic or racist or, or misogynist. Or, and sometimes people say, you know, brash, edgy things. I know. I do it all the time, dude. I really do. I, I, you guys have no idea how many tweets I have written and had to cancel. Okay? Hundreds. Yeah. Hundreds, dude. <laughs> I am holding back, dog. Okay.
1: Did you screenshot though? Know?
0: And there's some fucking fire, fire tweets I could have put out that would have gotten me, uh, you know, 100,000 views. Yeah. I guarantee it. But I was like, ah, it's a little too edgy. I don't like that. And so, so you know, I, I kind of police myself and I am edgy and I mean to be edgy. But these people have devolved into personal attacks, right? Yes. So it's not even anymore about my edginess. Like, they don't give a fuck about my edginess. All they care about is personally attacking you, slandering you, libeling you, and, and trying to ruin your actual life right and that's not good people good, good people don't do that okay even if you don't like what the person's saying even if you disagree heavily with the person's saying even if you think the person's a piece of shit you don't try to ruin their fucking actual life because of internet feuds dude like that makes you a bad person right and i've never done that like i've never tried to ruin somebody there's people out there that have called me a deadbeat dad they've talked shit about my kids i've told you guys that you guys know they called dhs on us they fucking uh have called my job Several times, dude. I mean, a lot of times. To, they've called my jobs to try and get me fired from my work. I mean, they've really tried to ruin my life, and it, by extension, ruin my family's, like my kids' life, because I'm the sole provider for my kids, right? So they've tried to take- just think
4: of think of how hateful and spiteful yet to be to know that you you would be affecting the livelihood of children through it. Yeah. I'll be honest, Josh. Me and you have a little bit of a different approach on this. I tend to, you know, not. Give it a second thought, but I can understand how you've had to, you know, defend yourself and your honor several times. So,
0: yeah, and, and I, I, I media. and I know that, you know, there's people that are even on my side. They're like, oh, dude, calm down. And I'm like, no. Right, like no, I'm not gonna fuck. I fuck these people. I'm gonna. It's hard for me that.
4: to tell someone what to do when, like, they're literally facing the brunt of someone that's trying to get their family ruined. To right. be honest with you, absolutely, it's not for me to tell them.
0: Uh, before we go too for, too much further, uh, I want to say, Quest Fanning, thanks for the two dollars super chat. Yeah, uh, Dickie, thank
3: you so much for the cock.
0: Yeah, that di- I. Di- uh, Dicky so desperately desire Dickie Walnuts. Thanks for the two dollars super chat. He says he'd much rather go to piss orgies with Josh than see Malice. Um, and then Heath Long, man, hey, thanks for the fifty dollar super chat. We appreciate you. Hey, thanks, man. He said, uh, would the LP FTX graphic been more or less effective had the unfortunate hands not been drawn in? Here is a dollar sixty six and nineteen thirteen money.
1: <laughs> Can I chime in the hands thing real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So when I when I saw the I didn't notice the hands at all, right? So then I saw in in that it was a tweet feed, I think. I saw the hands were traced. I went, number one, who fucking cares? But then I not- I thought, okay. Then who noticed the hands? Who saw that meme and curious. noticed the it's hands were curious. traced? It was I'm just, I'm just saying, okay. So that tells you <laughs> what memes they were looking at. They're the dogs, dude. <laughs> like
0: they're yeah. the dogs, right? Like they, they they talk about dog whistles, but they're the ones that hear the dog whistle. Yeah, yeah. Straight up. That's hey guys, uh, up. let's take a, a second to have a moment, uh, a word from our sponsors.
3: Gosh is boomering it again. Yeah, I am.
0: The tree of liberty must be watered from time to time with the blood of tyrants. The official spirit of 1776. Smooth, flavorful, merlot. For any revolution, tyrants are losing their heads over this wine. Enjoy the taste of freedom. Drink the blood of tyrants
3: order today at bloodoftyrants.wine save 10% with the code break
0: all right guys nice little word from our sponsor definitely check out the blood of tyrants uh wine uh tyrants are losing their head over that wine it's good stuff so um yeah man uh i uh i don't know man it's crazy it's crazy that, that these i and i know we're i don't want to sit here and talk about the faker tyrants all the whole time but i did help start that page mm. um and i thought it was what haven't be fun. you helped start like, seriously. That's true. That's true. And then le- yesterday, a blast from the past popped out of nowhere. Um, several before several years before we started Fakertarians, I actually started Think Liberty. Mm. Um, and prior to that, we had the Dankertarians, which got taken over by lefties. Um, but we all left like a skate pod status and started Think Liberty. And we had our own private chat. We became really good friends. And this absolute terrible shit person, um, including somebody that started the Fakertarians with me, Uh, downloaded the entire chat of Think Liberty and then tried to blackmail me with the chat to drop out of my chair race in 2018 against Nicholas Sarwark. (laughs) Literally tried to politically blackmail me with a chat that they couldn't find anything that I said uh, 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 abhorrent enough to force me to be upset about it. So what they did was they they said, okay, we're going to release the words of all your friends unless you drop out. So they tried to use the people they tried to use the people that I cared about to hurt me enough to get me to drop out. But I didn't I didn't drop out. I stayed in and um, I had a long conversation with those people because they you know, if you've ever been in a, a an online chat, some shit gets thrown around in there. And it's, you know, jokes and fucking playing around. and It's not public and it's supposed to stay that way. And um, and so it did it did hurt my some of my friends. You know what I mean? And it really kind of made the liberty fall apart. Um, and that was the beginning of this shit. Okay. It's way worse now. <laughs> way worse. I mean, back then it, it didn't affect my real life at all. Now it affects my real life on like a daily basis, dude. So these people are fucking terrible. You're garbage.
1: you're a restrained dude. Oh, you have a, no idea, dude. Dude, somebody on TikTok said you better take off your girlfriend's name from your Instagram profile because she might get bothered. And I wanted to murder people. Yeah. yeah. So yeah,
3: that that was one of my primary concerns about starting to go public, no. not anonymous with some some of my more controversial takes is that people would like bother my family or start like calling up my job or yeah shit like that. Well, that's
1: I, w- I would never like if I'm somebody online, a, a digital, you know, uh, interaction, I would never in a million years think to try and dock someone and, you know, get them fired or. Up their relationship or something like I, I don't know where that comes from, but I don't know. I'm it's just, a communist you know. school
0: of thought. I mean, really, at the end is of the day, it? it's communist tactics, right? Like that's that was part of when they came over here and started having their little fucking meetings. They're like, yeah. okay, this is what we need to do. We need to call people racists and bigots, and and we need to in, infiltrate their culture. Jesus. And we need to tear it apart and tear apart Revenge the nuclear family the and tear apart Christianity because they know that you know if if you have a strong Christian faith you're not buying what the communists are selling. You know what I mean, and they know that. If you have a strong family that's self-sufficient and self-supportive and doesn't need the government or a strong man to come in and do something, you're not buying what the communists are selling, right? And that's that's what they know that, so it's all part of that. It's all part of getting people dependent on the government, uh, breaking up the nuclear family, breaking up Christianity, breaking breaking all these things up so that they can get what they want, which is full control. So that's all, it all, it all goes into, and and Saul Alinsky literally outlined this shit in
1: Rules for Radicals, right? I mean, he laid it all out for everybody. It's like, like a precursor to cancel culture then, basically. It's cancel
0: like, culture is all about shutting people up so yeah. that they can, so that they can censorship. fucking, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh it's literally, that's what it is. It's, it's them. Yeah, even Heath said it's the Sal tactics. He just, yeah, it's exactly what it is, dude. It's, it's, it's subversion at the highest level, dude. And and into every single facet of, of our culture. You know what I mean? And that's it doesn't it, it goes further than just our families. And, and Christianity or religions, and, and I mean it's everything. It's your job. It's 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 your police institutions. It's your government institutions. institutions. It's your medical institutions. It's your I mean, <clears throat> if you if I say the term cultural Marxism, and you automatically call me a racist or a bigot or say you're a Nazi, like I, I I discredit everything you have to say because if you're such a fucking idiot that you don't understand the term cultural Marxism, fine. You're an ignorant idiot that doesn't understand cultural Marxism. But 90% of the time when I say the term cultural Marxism to somebody and they start calling me a Nazi, I immediately know that they're a communist. Yeah. I immediately know that they're trying to subvert everybody who's watching the conversation into believing that I'm a Nazi because I'm calling them out on exactly what the fuck they're doing. They're in. They're infiltrating our media. They're infiltrating our movies. They're infiltrating fucking everything. And it's communist calling themselves progressives, calling themselves bleeding-heart liberals. That's not what they are. They're fucking socialists, which is a stepping stone to communism. That's all it is. Okay? So I don't want to fucking hear anybody telling me that when I say cultural Marxism that I'm a Nazi or I'm a liar because it's literally in their fucking texts. Okay? It's, they, they talked about it in their little fucking group meetings, dude. The DSA talks about it at their conventions. That's what it is. They're trying to subvert our entire culture to win their fucking control and that's it that's what it is i know yeah. i'm getting a little alex jonesy here i'm start going off yes, well, the there's a
3: there's a phenomenal episode of timcast where no, no sorry there's no phenomenal episode <laughs> no, 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 no no this no this is this is the best episode of timcast he has on a survivor of the cultural revolution in maoist china and i uh, she yeah, she talked. she lived through all of that i don't yeah. That's probably right. I don't remember her name. Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, her name the North either. Korean chick? No, 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 no. no. She Chinese lives through the cultural cultural revolution. He said,
0: that? he said she Chinese. That was
3: racist, dude. You don't have to she, make fun of her. Oh, bro.
0: she. Got it. Yeah, she
3: yeah. <laughs> she's Chinese. Um and she goes through like all of the, the all of the steps and basically the only thing that has prevented it from, like, taking over entirely in the United States of the Second Amendment. They can't fucking Let's disarm Americans. Otherwise, they would be able to accelerate yeah, it. Yeah, you, can't, fuck, even you can't talk
0: about fucking with the Second Amendment around my Here good go. friend AJ. He'll, he starts, like, you see his skin Dave,
1: start turning yeah. green and shit. Like, Dave, why are the communists trying to disarm us, and what should we do about it?
4: Buy more guns. 3D gun printing. Local level gun nullification. Support state gun sanctuaries. Do what Missouri's done recently. Did you see um, our new? All those did, things are helpful. Did you see, see our new bill right now?
0: Just, did you see our new bill that just passed, Dave?
1: No, for Iowa. Yeah, no. we we had. Um, um,
0: oh, they called it the Freedom Amendment. They called it the Freedom Amendment, it.
1: which is a great name. Uh, it was, uh, yeah, Public Measure One, and it placed uh, the Second Amendment in our state constitution with strict scrutiny. As the illegal language. What do you think about that, Dave?
4: Oh, man, strict scrutiny. I hear that phrase and I know how frickin' anti gun advocate lawyers can just poke holes right through it. I I hate the language of using that, but I don't know what your status quo was, but I'll just say we're a constitutional
0: carry state now.
4: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, strict scrutiny, it's just that it's that's bothersome to me just based on the legalese of lawyers that would you know say that you know the, there's a climate emergency so people have to be disarmed would you have voted for that um, that amendment though i don't know i i would have to what was your constitution before it was silent on the second amendment and it wasn't they're, there at all yeah, we, we had
1: we had no we had no protection against, in, uh, the feds in the state in. constitution yeah
4: yeah no i mean i i guess i probably would support it but uh, i don't so what know. about
1: Texas, though because ultimately this...
4: it's not really the language that matters it's really the the cultural uh Happenstance and sensibilities of the people, right? Because there's plenty of states that that are silent on on gun rights that haven't really tried to crack down on it that much. It's really, really what I think is the the cause of all constitutions and all places with constitutions is that, regardless of whether you have a constitutional or system or not, all governments are inclined to. To become tyrannical like thomas jefferson said the natural course of things is for liberty to yield and government to gain ground and you see that with guns too yeah by the way uh he's got all the quotes down like every quote
0: you could possibly ever want to hear not from really the founder's <laughs> no you know who most. does though? bolden, bolden, bolden yeah is sure. than me.
1: bolden is the best bolden <laughs> is like bolden is like the scott horton of founders uh quotes who who's the Tenth Amendment Tenth uh, Amendment Center guy that does the YouTube videos? It's Michael Bolden and
0: oh, Mike that's Mike right? Mike Mahari does them too, doesn't he?
4: Mike Mahari does like smaller clips that but yeah. Bolden does the podcast. And you're absolutely encyclopedia.
1: It's the Tenth Amendment, the Center, like super loud. Yes, that's yeah. Michael Bolden. He's
0: oh, been on he's my, my show. He's been on my show several times. In fact, one time okay. I had uh, I one time you were talking about him earlier. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. yeah, that's Bolden. he's the homie. I had one time I did a show with Michael Bolden and Scott Horton at the same time.
4: did bolden get to talk yeah well that was the thing it was like
0: it was like bolden scott bolden scott bolden scott and i'm like you know i'm like uh 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 uh. and it was like it was like this isn't my show anymore
4: it was funny we had we had horton on for a live stream for candidate support for the party a few months ago angela was like all right scott talk about foreign policy and it was like 15 minutes later angela's like all right, Scott, we got to go to the next segment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's the best, dude. He's hes, I my, love him, but he's it's literally so one funny. of my
4: favorite guests because
0: I can go on and talk about my sponsors real quick and then be like, introduce him and then be like, so Scott, tell me about Yemen. And then just hand to him and yep. sit back and like yep. have a drink and smoke. And like, it doesn't matter at all because he literally will go on for the whole show without stopping, <laughs> without taking a breath. He'll drink eight, doc- eight Dr. Peppers. Okay. During the yep. show. <laughs> Ate Dr Pepper's and just go on and on and on about Yemen and Somalia and and he, he, one one of the shows that I had because I've had him on three or four times but one of the shows I had him on uh I had him on to talk about um Waco and like oh, yeah. and he knows a ton about about war overseas especially in the Middle East I mean it's yeah. he, definitely his specialty yes. but the man knows more about uh the CIA and the FBI and their domestic Whoa. terrorism. Than anybody I know And he went off on Waco And my god dude It was like It was just so beautiful Like cause he just I mean he just knew Every single facet And he even argued with me On a few things That I was wrong about About Waco Really? Yeah dude Cause I had done a show My One of my first shows Was like on the anniversary Of Waco I think it was one or two episode. It one was
4: or two. your first show. I remember it, and man, you know who would make a good guess that I think you could get David Thibodeau. Yeah, that'd be that a good.
0: That'd be a good one. He's I a he's you a Waco could get sur- him, man. survivor. He's so
4: yeah. interesting, but you know a lot about Waco too, Josh. So
0: yeah, I, and I've I've put a lot of study into it. Um, recently, in the last couple of years, I didn't know a lot about it growing up. I was under the impression that David Koresh was
1: this terrible the shit Right. So did down. you hear they yeah. started the hay bells on fire? What? Did you ever hear that uh, the FBI accused the Davidians of setting hay bales oh, yeah, on dude. fire? Oh yeah. Oh, I know inside. about I know about all this stuff. Right. That. That's what that's what I heard. I was yeah. like, "Oh, okay. Wow, that guys are crazy." Yeah. And then I heard that and I went, "Wait, what? There was like women and kids well, in there." Well, you got to remember I this happened. Didn't, you got to remember this happened when I was I was a little
0: we you were even a little kid when this happened. Yeah, I was younger. Yeah, I was I was a, little, to, I was a what, little kid. What year was it.
1: was it again? 1993,
0: 94?
1: I always fucked up. Yeah, out. I want to say I was in middle school. I wasn't born I yet.
0: I don't know. Let's
3: look it up.
1: But uh, There's
0: a I YouTuber by the name of yeah, Winnie Dago,
3: I think it is, that does a fantastic video on uh, Waco. It's like an hour and a half. It's essentially a documentary.
1: There's, Go, a, there's a shitty Netflix form. It doesn't
3: sugarcoat Anything and uh, Top like like the Lobster actually is trying to do his Merge I, yeah I, I so did the, the series was off I thought Right it was actually yeah. correct
0: the siege was On February 28th in 1993 So okay. it, it probably start, It started In 1992 and yeah. went Into 1993 yeah. uh, because This was going on for a long time um, Of course they you know they were legally Buying and selling Firearms yeah. in Texas um, And that was the excuse for them To be
1: you yeah, know. they they were yeah. arming up for an uh they thought there'd be like a walking dead apocalypse. Well, they
0: weren't they even were really arming up. They were well. they were legal. They <laughs> yeah. were yeah, I mean yeah. they were they armed. Were little, they were they armed, were armed but, but they were also legal. Uh, they were FF uh FL FFAs. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. they were legal. Yeah. They went to gun shows and sold guns. That's how they made money for yep. the for the compound. Right. And so like, but I spent my whole childhood and in teenage years thinking that, you know, these were really bad people that wanted to hurt people and did drugs yeah. and all this shit, and then I started diving into it, I was like, "Wow, these weren't really they weren't even really—they the, weren't even really a cult per se. I mean, they the were, thing that gets
4: yeah. me, man, is that Koresh was really active in his community, going into town, do all sorts of things. They could have got if they thought they had something on him. They could have gotten him there. They did not have to subject all these poor people to this freaking war. Well, that's the same onslaught. thing with the Ruby Ridge. Just,
0: that's the same thing with Ruby Ridge too. I mean, they could have grabbed him at any time they wanted to, and instead they waited to siege his house.
4: It's just sick, dude. Yeah. I can't. They enjoy fathom.
0: that shit. They enjoy that shit. No, they think they they're want, a fucking they want war. that to
1: happen. They want there to be a spectacle where they have the person that's opposing the government like in on all color, you know, all color video, 4K, right? Yeah. They want them in 4K being put down. Because that's the message they well, want to Well, you also to have set. to that's understand the when to
0: Waco was happening the what was it? Was it the the ATF was literally in their negotiations for their budget. Mm -hmm. At the time that this was going on. (sighs) And to negotiate a budget with the federal government, you essentially have to spend every dollar of your last budget to negotiate Mm -hmm. a bigger budget to show that you need more money. Correct. And so they were going all out on this thing. That's why they brought in tanks and fucking all kinds of shit, right? Because they needed to negotiate the budget. At the same time, some of the news networks were doing really badly. And they were like, oh shit, we got a fucking gold mine. It was like just, it was like this perfect storm of bad shit happening. And it just happened to be these unsus- unsuspecting, who, who I believe, by the way, they were just like a spinoff of the Protestants. I mean, it wasn't like some crazy cult.
1: Yeah, listen, every religious group like that, let's be clear here, Koresh was like having sex with a lot of his followers oh sure right? okay so <laughs> every we won't call it a cult maybe but let's call it a sect any religious sect yeah. like that that has a male leader for some reason that's like, what happens it's a little weird right? yeah, yeah that's yeah. what happens yeah. eventually. and i'm, I'm not even
0: and i and the, I want to just like i women. just like i said when i did my 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 own spiel and show about it i don't want to say that yeah. david koresh wasn't a bag of shit i mean the guy could have been a huge bag of shit i don't know him personally as I don't long know. as everything
1: was voluntary i don't care but i do know but... that the things
0: i do know that when they brought up the allegations of pedophilia There had been nine local investigations of the Branch Davidians. Right. And never once, nary a single hair showed that there was any type of pedophilia going on in Waco at at the Branch Davidia compound. It
1: was kind of a communal um, polygamous thing going on. Nine local investigations
0: by different organizations, and not once did they find evidence of that. But it was all over the newspapers. It was the same. It's the same. It's what the federal government does. It's the same thing they did to Ross Ulbricht. He did not get charged or convicted of trying to hire somebody to murder witnesses. Correct. But in the newspaper, he was a murder for hire guy. Yeah. They've they, they him, him around the country saying that he tried to hire people to murder witnesses.
4: They still do. People post that on Twitter all the time, and libertarians had to correct them all All the time. The
0: time.
1: Yeah. All the time. Which, he, let's
4: be clear, he was doing the Silk so Road, right? He, like, yeah.
1: he if, created the Silk Road. Hold place. on. If he really wanted to do that, he, he could, could have people him. murdered and not get car. Very easily. Well,
0: and, <laughs> and, and you know what? The fucked up thing is, you know how they got him, right? You know how they got Ross? He ordered, he ordered like a bunch of fake IDs. Oh, is that what it was? And they one showed one. up to his house. That's how they got him
3: fucking dumb uh, but, wasn't it in like a library in like san francisco or something public library uh i think they, I, I think the first time they made contact was at
0: his apartment in san francisco okay and it was when and they, like those when those they were, arrested
3: him he was he was in a public library what was this my fourth show every, every that? single person I, I in that, that library besides ross was a fed
4: yeah. um I need to go back and watch your show on Ross. I'm interested in that.
0: Yeah, one I did. I did like a like a deep dive into Ross's case, and I talked to a bunch of people before, prior to doing the show, and um, I laid out some clips. I had some clips ready, and like, um, man, it was just that's like one of the I, that, that you know the Julian Assange and Edward Snowden really stick out to me as 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 terrible. But nothing sticks out to me that's more terrible than than the railroading of Ross Ulbricht, who was just a good college kid, like like who created a a a free enterprise Website nice. um, that that and, and and got double life sentences I mean, with no yeah.
4: violent charges whatsoever, zero violent we're charges. Su- we're super pro Snowden, pro Assange, and pro Ulbricht on the LP National account, and we've gotten like a lot of like left wing dissidents that also are so that have complimented us on that. I'm really proud of that. Right.
0: Yeah, I am too. And I think I think we were pretty quiet about it prior to this LNC which I think is a good thing um especially Assange you know and I talk about this a lot I mean we had we had the upper hand on the journalist thing like the the corporate news media before Trump went into office we had we had the upper hand on that we could have used our leverage as a as a think tank as a as a messaging outlet to try and push the Trump train to before you walk out of office if you really want to give the biggest middle finger to the corporate news media Free Assange, that's it. Because Assange literally was the middle finger to the terrible mainstream corporate news media. And, and you had the opportunity to be that guy who spent four years complaining about fake news and the corporate news media, and then released the guy who fucking put them all on blast. And you didn't do it. And, and, and that you're a fucking coward pussy for that, you know what I mean, in my opinion. And, uh, but also, but also the, the Ross Ulbricht thing. He talked so much about free enterprise and reducing regulations and this and that, but he didn't say a fucking word about Ross Ulbrich. Uh He talked about, you know, not, not government spying on, on, on citizens and he didn't do shit about Snowden. I mean, it, the guy well, was all camp- fucking he- hot air.
4: Yeah, it was a tough position for him. I mean, I'm not making excuses for him. You're absolutely right. But on his campaign, he basically said Snowden should hang. So, right. I mean, we already knew he had disdain toward whistleblowers, I think, going into his term. Yeah, absolutely, man. We're uh, we're getting to
0: the end of this thing. Uh, Dave,
4: where can people buy your book at, bro? Yeah, man, thanks for asking. So my site, davidbenner.square.site. Um, Go there. You can buy my book uh, on pain, both hardcover and paperback, as well as my previous book. There are personalization options if you fill in the little uh, field on the form. I'd love to give these to you. They make great uh, Christmas presents for yourself and your family. Um, Please buy them. I'd love to hear what people think of it. Shoot me a, a message, DMs on Twitter, dbenner83, like you see on the screen. And just I really appreciate anyone that has any feedback about the book or picks it up.
0: So yeah, absolutely, dude. You know, I'm a big fan of yours. I'll definitely be reading the book, Uh, man. I'm you know, you know, you already know. I don't know. I don't need to sit here and gloat on you, dude. You're one of my favorite people in the world. Uh, Likewise. I I consider you a great friend. Uh, We've heard each other snore several times. You know what I mean? So (laughs) uh, and uh, and this time when we go to wherever the hell we're going for an LNC meeting, you better be my roommate.
4: Oh okay. Yeah, hey me I can't wait. You know, they put it on the same weekend as Tennessee's annual convention, which oh, I'm so oh, so sad about that, but I'm st- I'm going to try to make it. We'll see what happens, but if so for sure. Yeah,
0: I think it looks it looks to me like a lot of people are going to be pushing for new mexico i'm going to be pushing for alabama dude
4: i saw that hey man that that'd be good for me but uh it's my fiduciary duty to my region to try to get it in my region alabama's that so hey i cheer for we've you we've never
0: ever ever had an lnc meeting in in alabama
4: i saw that yeah.
0: and mobile mobile alabama is actually pretty fucking cool <laughs>
4: Just yeah, it's it's like as far away as you can get for me. But hey, maybe it's a great place.
0: I enjoy it. Um, I, I've actually been to Alabama several times. I have a really good friend that lives in Huntsville. Oh, um, yeah. And I also I also uh several years ago when I was, you know, trying to juice people up to vote for me for chair in 2018. I put together a ballot access fundraiser for the Alabama State Party. Uh, with Laura Lane, who was the chair at the time, um, and got like Adam Kokesh and some other people to come out and speak, and we raised. I did like a fun. I did a uh an auction and all this stuff, and it, um, it was in Mobile, but I flew into Huntsville with my buddy, and we drove up down down to to Mobile. It's a hike. I had fun, man. It was a good time. I, I, I don't. I like Alabama too, man. A lot actually. It's a cool place, dude. Nice. It it doesn't get as it doesn't get the 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 gas that it deserves, dude. Alabama. Does it have a Waffle Stop? everywhere in the Waf- south got a waffle, waffle house, house every dude. quarter yeah dude everywhere in the south got Perfect. a waffle house bro <laughs> mm-hmm. you have to everywhere. understand that everywhere like texas and then east in the south has yeah. has a waffle well, house okay okay yeah it's we, ubiquitous Yeah, it's all over any and even some so, there are some that even go a little north from there but yeah not i think ohio very, very has right.
4: quite a few now actually yeah
0: ohio has some waffle houses of course but uh, I think that I don't think there's anywhere that has. I've never seen a place that has more Waffle Houses than Georgia though. The Waffle Houses to, are migrating north. <laughs> They're fucking everywhere in Georgia, dude. Literally, like every five <laughs> seconds, you're like, "There goes another Waffle House." Holy shit! There goes another Waffle.
4: Holy shit! Tennessee had a lot too. There is.
0: Good. There is dude. Tennessee there's, has there's a lot of Waffle two House. two
4: miles dude. away from me, I'm happy to say, dude, I love it. I
0: fucking dude one of my favorite that's I'll tell you this one of my favorite things about being uh in the party for as long as I have and traveling as much as I have is like every time I go to the south I get to have Waffle House. And I love the Waffle House. And you can have Waffle House at like three o'clock in the morning oh, after drinking so all night long. And 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 it's it's great. And but you can't you can only get it in the South, dude literally the only place and, it's and also it's like
4: uh, libertarians seem to just love it i don't know what it is about the the venn diagram and that too but it's very popular for l yeah there's a
1: caucus there's a waffle house caucus. there is a
4: waffle house caucus <laughs> dude yes absolutely well dave I'm,
0: I'm a big fan i appreciate you man you want to do the uh the after hour show with us for a couple minutes if you can hang on i'll get this oh, thing dude, closed I would, lo- I would love it man love it all right awesome man thank you so much uh guys dave is amazing um I know Dave more than just on like a digital level he's a personally like a great dude, like a really 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 good dude uh super down to earth super chill very fucking smart like you know i i'm not a I'm not a smart guy I think everybody who watches the show knows I'm not like a smart guy you know what i mean like i'm not I'm not like super intelligent i, I mean, just this is the passion I'm like stupid and passionate, you know what i mean
1: like that's just watching ryan's face right now
3: Yeah, i mean this is this is the first time I've met Dave clearly clearly a smart guy after just you were gonna say clearly smarter than me were you that's okay uh, I, that's not a high bar you're, you're an asshole
0: right?
3: <laughs> yes i am i'm only Thank i'm allowed to call
0: myself stupid okay um no he, he dave is dave is just amazing um i love him to death very very smart um and uh and you should support him you should go check out his book uh both of them buy them both buy them both for christmas Oh, gas gas the homie up, man. He he's out here putting in four years of research, on four years of research on Thomas Paine to put together a book for you to read so that you can digest this stuff. Go pick it up. Pay for it. I'm gonna read it. You should. Sounds good. You should buy it. I'm not gonna let you read my copy, okay? No, you gotta I'm buy buying your my own. own. You gotta buy your own. Yep. Get it personalized. Get that. So when he's a famous author, like a big famous author, you have the personalized version. You know what I mean? It's really really important.
1: Can I buy it with Bitcoin? I think you
4: can.
0: Cool, let's bring Dave back for a second. Dave, can you buy it with Bitcoin?
4: Um, if you want to do that, I'm totally open to it. Just shoot me a DM on Twitter or on Facebook. But I can't facilitate yeah. it on my site. But I'd love to. I'm I'm a big fan of Bitcoin. Okay, yeah. cool. could thank I get you, a
3: Dave. yep cock somewhere in the book? Bitcoin's
4: super cheap right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, thank thank Is... you, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> so you can you can if you hit up personally hit up uh, Dave. Uh, on, in the DMs, you can get it for Bitcoin. I, I don't. I, I would have been shocked if he said he he wouldn't sell his book for Bitcoin. I would have been very shocked. Um, I, I would and, sell I, literally anything you guys want to buy from me. I'll sell you uh for Bitcoin too. I, I think that Bitcoin is the only investment at this point. Stack Sats. It's not an investment. It's, it's uh, it is an investment, but it's an investment into your future. Mm. I think you know what I mean. It's uh, at this point, the way that that our money is trending, our fiat dollars are trending. Man, it's it's. All the all the writing is on the wall.
1: It's going away. You know, what I, I mean? believe it. So convincing my seventy-four old dad. To, uh, yeah, about that. yeah.
0: Uh, guys, before we go, definitely check out Peace Hawk Coffee. Uh, my good friend Will Hobson is putting together this really awesome vision where he is uh, going to be selling amazing coffee from places like Yemen and others. Um, Micro batch roasted coffee online, and he's going to be donating at least a dollar. Minimum of every bag sold uh, to foreign aid organizations that help war-torn countries such as Yemen and Somalia, Syria, etc. All the things that um, we are against and helping those people who have been affected by those terrible uh, imperialistic war uh, policies, check them out. Um, supporting stateside peace activists like myself, and of course my friend Will. Um, and let me let me get to the. I'm still trying to put together like I want to put together like a really good video uh, for this for Will. Um, but if you guys just go over to Peacehawk.coffee that's P-E-A-C-E-H-A-W-K. Coffee, uh, you'll get onto a mailing list for the soft launch that is coming soon. Um, I don't know a better way to buy your coffee. Uh, if you can buy coffee that's help support worn torn uh, people due to our bad terrible militaristic policies, um, you should probably do it. We'll definitely be buying our coffee from there. Uh, hopefully, at some point, he'll have some some K cups because we're, you know, we're, we got we got it's, time preference is rough for us sometimes. You know what I mean? Uh, so so you know when I when I wake up when I got to be to work at five thirty in the morning, uh, I I'm getting up at like five ten. Uh, so I got about ten minutes to get my clothes on, get my coffee made, and get out the door. So uh,
3: it's you can you get know, things support. for K cups that you just put coffee grounds. On. I know. Yeah, we have them. They suck. We know that, Ryan. <laughs> they're not. They're not very. They're not
0: tasty. Uh, but we're at the end of this thing, Ryan. Before we go, you got anything?
3: I uh, follow me on Twitter at BulldogGamer28, and then also another he- big shout out to Heath Long for that dollar sixty-six super chat. That's that uh, was 19, extremely $13.66.
0: Yeah yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. But that was extremely generous. We
0: appreciate it. Yeah. That was really great, man. He hey, definitely. He thank you for that, dude. Really uh, makes a big difference on the show. The more of those that we can get, the closer we can get to flying in real guests. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Dave, you're a real guest, yeah. too. I just mean like in-person guests. Yeah. And then
3: <laughs> and then the the closer we'll get to the guest actually being able to
0: hear me. <laughs> yeah, the guests being able to hear you, yeah, because we need to get a new uh, audio interface. There are so, still some audio things we need to get done, and and uh, definitely some more uh, visual stuff as well. But but one of the big, the biggest goal for us is to get uh, people into the studio and get the guests to be able to hear Ryan. That's very important, uh, Mister AJ. Anything from you, sir, before we take off?
1: Have a great Thanksgiving, everybody. And if you feel like supporting me on TikTok on my second account, Poison underscore Tip underscore two point Just the tip of Mr. Aegis. Just the Just tip. The tip.
0: Uh, oh damn we got Forest Mommy in the chat. Forest mommy we miss you. I hope that uh Elon I'm a Forest Mommy simp. I, I hope that Elon soon unblocks Forest Mommy from uh, her her terrible what? Oh, she's been she's been kicked off of Twitter for quite some time now. No, I mommy, mean no. She got kicked
3: off. I'm I I have to be a simp of Fat Nick
0: Sarwak in this. Yeah, chat. Yeah, Fat Nick Sarwak's great too. I you know well it's funny because there's the Fat Nick Sarwak and then I was the Fat Ben Shapiro. Oh, for a long time on Twitter, but they ended up getting that account when it was still you know the other. Jabroni's running mm-hmm. the site, um, and I thought my fat uh, my fat Twitter was funnier than the fat Nick work. But hey, you know
1: Fat Dave Smith is out there too. Yeah, yeah, fact, but Fat yeah. Dave Smith He's is back. Is he had fat. a child.
0: He came back. Yeah, um, that's also yep. one of my very good friends. Everyone knows who runs the Fat da- uh, Dave Smith account. Everybody knows. So uh, it's not. I just that's really not a know secret. him as
3: Fat Dave. I don't know. I don't know.
0: Like, are you what? fucking kidding me? You don't know who is the Fat Dave account? Who's I just I could, fat dave's i know what account? he looks like, but it's fucking Cole from Tower Power Hour, dude. He's yeah, like, but they've he's only like very... ever
3: referenced him as Fat Dave when I've watched. Oh, they've only ever said he's Fat Dave. Well, he, you know, he got—he got
0: into some trouble with his like job and stuff because of, cause of Tower Power Hour. So, oh, shit. it makes sense that they be they try to walk it back a little bit. But, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, shit happens, dude. He's—he's he's doing all right. Uh, but man, oh, f- oh, is she is she says yeah, the account is working. Okay, maybe mm. she's back on. Oh, FM f- Universe eighty four, M- Universe eighty four. Okay, well we're gonna we're gonna follow Mo- Forest Mommy because I have an account yeah. too, Force Mommy, but it is a, a anonymous account now, so I'll find you on there. Uh, Guys I love you to death thanks for coming on The show Uh, thanks to my guest Dave my co-host Ryan and AJ You guys are beautiful Uh, there's going to be Another show on Friday it sounds like these two Jabronis are going to be out of town so it's just going to be me And a secret guest that I will Announce uh, by Thursday Uh, Maybe it'll be the Thanksgiving Announcement special uh, but it's going to Be a lot of fun you guys are going to want to be there Until then don't forget to break the cycle
2: To explain. The lyrics of my
3: last song may seem to contain A violent call to action and the verse in the verse and the refrain. But I just landed in Minecraft The helicopter part was in reference to GTA V and the things you do So when any violence you commit I am not an excuse Because I just landed in Minecraft a is my friend and he's constantly cold accusations of incitement getting totally old Make your own choices, yeah, you have control Because I just landed in Minecraft Obviously I would never advocate force Unless it's guilt, process, and a
2: trial, of course And if you're convicted, we will make you a corpse In Minecraft, just in Minecraft there's Nothing, I mean, you know it No product, it is because close to COVID Holy shit, I think I'm a poet